creating conversations with those who share the stories. Arrow.net, A-R-R-O-E.net. We are unplugged and totally uncut with Dan Hampton. Morning, Arrow. Thanks for having me on your show. Well, it's it's a pleasure, sir, because I want to thank you for what you have done for this nation and, and other people around the world. Well, it's very gracious of you to say. I think Bill did a lot more, but I appreciate it. To put a book like this together, I mean, that's like sitting in front of the uh, a mirror and saying, well, hi, Dan, how are you doing? Let's talk about your story. <laughs> well, I, like I said, I wouldn't put myself in the same category with Bill Harris, but I, I had a good time writing the book, and I hope people like it. What was it like for you? Not not necessarily the experience that leads to the book, but basically to go through the book process, those conversations and those those moments where he would send you something that you were to read. Well, it's it's fascinating, you know, because I had his manuscript that he wrote after the war and his daughter gave it to me. So I was able to really feel like I got to know him in a way that doesn't often come along for a writer. You know, he wasn't there to talk to, so so being able to read his thoughts and his expressions of these these events that we know about, but not from his point of view, it was really it was really fascinating. It's a true story, but you know, critics are saying that it reads like an action adventure. Do you still have to go through the same editing process with the U.S. government, where they say, "Okay, come on now, Dan, that, that you can't say this one, but we'll 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 let you get get away with this one." Now, the only time I had to do that was with the first book, okay. um, because. It was within five years of my retirement, and it dealt with you know current military stuff. This is this is nonfiction in its history, so the government has nothing to do with it. Thankfully, that, see that opens up your imagination to create even more, does it not? And that would put you maybe in control of maybe some some shows on Netflix, Hulu. Oh well, I you know I think it would be an amazing tribute to to Bill if somebody would be interested in picking this up and making a, a movie out of it, something along the unbroken vein, you know. It's a, it's a great story, and it deserves to be told for everything he and others like him did. To see the world the way that you saw it, how do you look at what's going on in Ukraine these days and, and not just be, first of all, be over there helping out if you could, and or, or number two, staying back here to teach us that mellow out, Americans, mellow out? Yeah, you know, I think it's a, it's, it's a great uh, visual reminder of, of what we owe people like bill harris if you look at what's happening in the ukraine we we haven't been invaded since the british came in 1812 right so you know uh, it, it can't really happen to us like it's happening to the ukraine um and i you know i i fought for my own country and then as a private military uh guy i i fought for some others but I don't, uh, I don't, I don't have any real desire to go over there right now and mm-hmm. take part in that. Uh, it's, it's, it's not, uh, it's not something I think they need our physical bodies for. They need our, they need our military weapons. Mm-hmm. When, when you write a book like this, or you're part of a book like this, this to me, I, I'm reminded of uh, Colonel Oliver North sitting down with me, saying, "Create things that that these men and women that have served this nation can relate with, so they can heal as one." This book is one of those types of books. Do you not think? I do think, you know, I like I said, I think it. I think it's a, a graphic reminder of what we need to never forget, mm-hmm. which is why I enjoy writing about people like Bill Harris because, you know, sometimes they get lost in history, but they were real people with real hopes, desires, dreams. They had lives they wanted to live, and a lot of them didn't get the opportunity because they gave them up for the rest of us. Now. A book like this, do when with Bill Harris and um, introducing it to readers and things like that. Does that mean that you're relinquishing your stories about him, or or do you get to have that continued relationship beyond this? 
Well, uh, you know, they're all his stories. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I don't really think I'm relinquishing it. I think I'm putting his stories in terms that modern readers can understand. That's it. And, and maybe, maybe they learned something from it, right? Maybe they weren't aware of some things, and that causes them to dig around a little bit deeper and fish for some information and, and get something out of it. My father always loved books like this. He, he, he would look at me and he'd say, these are modern-day Westerns because of the, the conflict and the understanding, the camaraderie, the brotherhood and things like that. And he would always read books like this. Well, that's that's nice to hear. Um, you know, I, I never, I didn't intend to be a writer. I never intended to to get funneled down to a military history, which is a lot of what I write now. But I, I really think of it. I look at it as a responsibility to to pass these stories on in a way that is not just dry history, but makes people today see these men and women for what they really were. And in the way the book is written, though, doesn't it also teach the average citizen perseverance? dedication, loyalty, believe in your nation? All those things. And, you know, it, it's too easy to forget that these days, right, with yep. what, you know, what you see and hear in the news and just some of the downright goofiness going on. But I believe in most of my fellow Americans, and I think that that spirit, that defiance and that resilience that Bill typified, I think it's still here in most of us, and we, we would call on it if we needed it. And listeners need to understand that, that Bill was, this, this, this was a part of the continuation in his family, because his father was also in the military. Right, he came from a long line of, of military officers, and the interesting thing, and that's how I stumbled on Bill's story to begin with, the interesting thing is his father was a Marine general, and they were both involved in the South Pacific at the same, at the same time. Not, never in the same place, but they were both there fighting. So you have to imagine how hard it must have been for the women in their lives back then. You know, there was no instant communication, no texts or cell phones. They didn't know where these guys were for a couple of years. That, that had to be awful. I mean, I, I can't imagine what, what his father went through at the age of 25. I mean, he's captured by Japanese forces. I mean, we, we as real people don't understand that, that, that type of thing that would happen. Right, and, and, and you know, the, the Imperial, I'm talking about Imperial Japan, not modern Japan, mm-hmm. but Imperial Japan and what you're seeing out of the Russians uh, in the Ukraine are very similar. They're both barbaric. Uh, and people need to remember that when they, when they get down on the U.S. military. We always go to extreme pains not to cause civilian casualties if they can be avoided. We try not to just indiscriminately level buildings and wipe out things. And that's, that's stock in trade for the, for the Russians. They're behaving barbarically, and I'm going to look forward to watching them crash and burn. <laughs> you and me both, but but the thing that that especially with with the way that you've you've served the nation and the places that you've gone, sometimes I think that the enemy is the media because it's almost like they're looking for something to so they can have clickbait. Yeah, and you know I understand the media's point of view up to a point. They're looking for a story, but I really wish most of them would work with us instead of trying to work against us. You have to remember, in the end, we're all Americans. Okay, we're all Americans, and we're all basically on the same side, and sometimes I think they put their stories ahead of that. Bill Harris received the Purple Heart. I wish more Americans understood the true purpose of the Purple Heart and honored it even more. I wish there could be a Purple Heart Day in America. <laughs> well, that's, that's nice. You usually get it for being in the wrong place at the wrong that's time, right. like, like I did. Bill certainly 
earned his, and I wish you're right. You know, I, I wish I wish that would happen. I wish more people were aware of what it really meant. So now we, we were talking about your, your your other books and things like that. When did that journey begin? And was it was it just a, a form of I'm gonna I'm just gonna write because I need to release what's inside my heart? It wasn't so much that as I I was a I was a mercenary. I'm sorry, a private military contractor at the time. And I just had another very close call, and I'd gotten wounded again. Mm. And my, my son was about to be born, and it occurred to me I should write down something about myself in case anything happened to me. And that turned into the first book, the Viper Pilot book. And, you know, I was, content, I was surprised then that it, that it did so well. I'm very gratified, but it did very well. And the publisher said, well, what else have you got? And so one thing led to another, and that's where we are today. Will there be more books about World War II? Because it cannot become the Forgotten War. The, too much went on, and my father served in World War II, my grandfather in World War I. So, I mean, this, this cannot be forgotten. Well, and you make an excellent point, and yes, there will be. I'm under contract to write one more at the moment, and there's a couple more that are that are pending. But what you said is exactly true. We we can't let this be forgotten. That you know, World War II is so popular with people because it was probably the last black and white period in our history, right? I mean, good was good, bad was bad, and everybody was fighting for what they knew was a just cause. That hasn't happened since, really. And and that you know the sacrifices that these these guys made were just incredible when you when you when you when you learn a little bit about it. And some of the movies do do justice to it, like the Pacific and Band of Brothers. Uh, you know they they go as far as they can go, but I think you can really carry it to the next level with books, and that's what I keep trying to do. One of the things that I've been out in the public eye and talking with with listeners and stuff like that that I've noticed that Generation Zers as well as Millennials are are looking at the the Ukraine Russia situation, and they're going back to read other things about World War II. I mean, it's amazing how the generations are connecting because of the darkness of of a certain part of the world. Well, that's, you know, that's good, and, and what you said is what gives me hope that that spirit is still alive in most Americans. I mean, every generation thinks the generation that comes after it, after it is pretty worthless, right? So, you know, the, the people that came before me thought we were worthless. We don't think much of the millennials. But in fact, again, we have more in common than we have differences in something like, like the Ukraine, and hopefully some of these books make some of these folks think about these 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 parts of our history that they never thought of before it's not necessarily their fault maybe they weren't taught it maybe they didn't have any tradition of it in their family but the fact that they're interested enough in it to begin reading says a lot i think don't you i do i do dude i'm so proud of your voice i'm proud of the way that you that you believed in the writing and that you're sharing your stories and things like this because i mean once again you know you've been selected to to help make sure that things are told and shared in ways that really affect people's emotions well, let's do it. I'm glad it's working out. Absolutely. And I expect to see more, more books from you. I know you, you talked about the one, but I, I don't think you're done. Well, uh, read the one that came out before this. It's called Vengeance, and it's about the Air Force or the Army fighter pilots that killed Yamamoto. Uh, I think you'd probably like that. So look, look at that one. Where's, what's your website? Because I want listeners to go to your website and show you a lot of love. Uh, it's not a website. I have a Facebook page, though. Nice. It's Dan Hampton Author. I love it. Uh, and I always respond to messages. Uh, it may take me a while, but I will respond. And if folks like the book, I'd say, please give me a good review on Amazon. It'll keep me writing. Dude, please come back to this show anytime in the future. The door is always going to be open for you, Dan. 
Well, you do the same. If you want to talk about the Ukraine or anything else, I'm happy to do it. Just, just let me know. I, I'll tell you the. I don't know how much time I've got here, but I, I, my neighbor is over in U- Ukraine as as a journalist, and to talk to him about being in the bunkers and things like that, it would be fascinating to have the three of us together in a conversation. Anytime you like, just let me know. I'll do it. I, I'll find you on Facebook, sir. Okay. Thanks, Arrow. Be brilliant today, okay? <laughs> I'll try. <laughs>